Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Oh, Mr. Sheffield, a podcast about that hit sitcom from the 90s, The Nanny. I am Sean Pasquale here with my co-host. Toria Sheffield. Hi, Toria. Hello. I sort of, um, I gra- I like, was like, I'm sorry, Sheffield, I was small. Toria Sheffield. She's drunk already, folks. We're recording mm-hmm. this one at night. This is season three, episode 26, Ship of France. Wait, isn't it? 25? Oh no, did you not watch 26? No, Ship of France. Yeah, episode 26. I, I just I just wrote the wrong oh, number. You thought the number was wrong. All right, I'm uh-huh. keeping this all in then. Look at that. It was an acute, folks. We, we You thought we were going to have to start over. We're not. Here we go. Yes, so this one is Ship of France, which I think is a play on Ship of Fools, the song, right? Yes, which is also a 1965 movie that I read about, mm. in which a varied group of passengers boarding a ship bound for pre-World War II Germany represent a microcosm of early 1930s society. Well, that was very similar to this episode, because it was like watching a microcosm of uh, mid-90s society. It was also B-roll city. It was b it was B-roll montage city. But that's – so this is like my – one of my favorite types of sitcom. I love – like do you remember when Step by Step went to Disney World? Love it. <laughs> um, Full House also went to Disney World I think several times. Like I love when they're like, hey, we're getting you guys off your sets and we're taking you out to whatever, you know, some crazy like on-location thing. We're going to shoot a bunch of like – montage footage and b-roll everyone gets a vacation out of it i think it's delightful i think you get different performances when you do this than you normally get and -hmm. i think we got some of those and i also really appreciated in this episode that we got very unique pairings of people this week yes and i I really really like that and you know i i don't know if b-roll is like common outside of the industry but b-roll is just in a movie or TV show, all the establishing shots or shots of like where you are, where nothing's actually taking place. It'll be like, oh, like, you know, this is a movie that takes place in New York City. So the whole opening credit scene is just to, you know, people hustling on the subway, right. someone hailing a cab. That's B-roll. Yeah, if there's no stars in it, then it's B considered B-roll basically. And it doesn't always mean that like you didn't shoot it yourself. Like it, the production didn't shoot it, which I I mean, they were definitely on oh, yeah. location for this episode. Mm-hmm. And well, but the episode, it starts off in a totally different place. Well, actually, should you it was very Sim- about- it, was, it was very Simpsons-esque, this episode, right? Mm-hmm. It was like they started with like a thing that had really nothing to do with what this episode would be, which was like, this is the one where they all go on a cruise. Uh-huh. <laughs> and well, it starts off with Fran coming uh, back home from a bar mitzvah. And she's like, oh, Brighton, this bar mitzvah, you know, was incredible. It gave me so many ideas for your confirmation party. And I was like, oh, that's weird to imagine Brighton getting confirmed for some reason. So he's been like meeting with like a priest, I guess. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It caught me by surprise. I was like, oh, right. I guess, I guess he's going to like Catholic school or something. I mean, I guess they're, I would assume they're Episcopalian and so he could still get confirmed, but I'm like, what is Brighton talking about with like a religious minister of some sort every week? But anyway, so we're establishing, you know, he's about to get confirmed and Brian's like, oh my God, I have so many ideas. It was such a great party. 
And Mr. Sheffield walks in and he instantly kind of nips it in the bud because he's like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to have just a quiet, dignified dinner. And Cece's there and she's like, that's right, Maxwell, less is more. And then it's established in the same scene that Fran and Val are going on a cruise in a few days, like her first vacation in like three years. And they're going specifically to meet guys because Fran's psychic told her that she'd, quote, meet the man of her dreams, and they dance on water. Now, real quick, I want to just point out, as soon as Cece was like, that's a great idea, Maxwell, I wrote in my notes, oh, so I guess that won't ever happen. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, if anything Cece agrees with or is into on the show is like, well, that's the worst idea. Like, Uh like, these characters clearly won't be doing that, you know? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I fully expected some kind of weird like bar mitzvah episode where there was going to be like a big party, but I don't know. I guess the ship of fools thing, I didn't put two and two together and I like, I just didn't realize like, oh yeah, I guess they're going to end up on a big cruise ship and the full <laughs> cast is going to be there, including Val for some reason. We could talk about like all of that too. The people that got invited to Brighton's confirmation <laughs> are like the most, if I, was Brighton, this would be the most disappointing group of people to have at my bar mitzvah. I can tell you that. But we've like, also established that Brighton's a secret loser. Like, these are his best friends. <laughs> these know? are his best friends. You know, Sylvia true. and Brighton, they've had, they've had experiences together. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they've had more adventures than I've ever seen Brighton have with someone his age. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so after the credits, as usual, Mr. Sheffield is in his office complaining to Niles, and he's like, I can't believe Miss Fine is going on some cruise, you know, just because some psychic told her she'd meet a man. And then he starts to get nervous because he's like, well, I mean, you know, now that she has that in her head, she could just meet someone and, and you know, convince herself that it's fate. And, and then, you know, we could lose her forever. And then he kind of like, he kind of goes, and, you know, the, the children would be devastated. And I think he even says, because you know how attractive the children find her. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he literally says because of how attractive they find her. Yeah, so I wrote <laughs> classic Mr. Chef. He's projecting yep. his own feelings onto other people, and he's not admitting that, you know, he's he's the one who would miss her desperately, even though the children would, of course. But, he, you know, he's making it all about them. And uh, Niles is even like, well, you know, you could you could tell her. And he's like, then she'd get the complete wrong idea and think that I'm the one that would miss her. So we're back here again, even though we've made a little progress a few episodes ago. This is where we are. Yes. The next scene, man, this was a psychotic move. I don't know about about you, but (laughs) I wrote, I wrote. Mr. Sheffield would rather pay thousands of dollars to take the whole family on a crude than just admit his feelings to someone is insane level, like <laughs> denial. As an, it just like crossed so many boundaries because so the it's next scene- so invasive and she's like so kind about it too, much kinder than I think I would have been if this was my employer. I'd be like, no, dude, this is inappropriate. I'm not going to want your freaking kids. Well, like, because what happens is so then. Fran and Brighton, like, you know, the next day or so, they go into Mr. Sheffield's office and they think they're going to gear up for this big fight or debate because they're going to be like, you know, hey, we really think that Brighton should have like a really big party or really big celebration for his confirmation. And, you know, they suggest it and Mr. Sheffield super quickly agrees, like too quickly. And he's like, I couldn't agree more. And so then... Brighton just sort of like, you know, dances away, basically. He's super happy. And Fran's like, oh, okay. So like, what's the plan? What do you have in store, Mr. Sheffield? And he's like, well, he's I'm taking the whole family on a cruise. 
And she's like, that's fantastic. Where to? And he's like, the Caribbean. And she's like, that's crazy. That's where I'm going on my cruise. And then I think, you know, she's like, what cruise line? It's the same one. And then it's quickly established. He's taking the whole family, including Niles, Cece, Sylvia, Morty, and Grandma Yetta. And Val. Oh, no, Val. Well, Val, oh, was, right. going well, Val was always going. Right, right, right. I like how that's to you the most outrageous move when it was supposed I to forgot, be Val and Fran. When I was watching it, I forgot Val was supposed to be going with Fran. And I was like, why would Val be at Brighton's confirmation? I got so mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. She, in fact, was the only one who was supposed to be there. Um, I have also been drinking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and this morning. That's not a lie. All day. But so, you know, as you said, Fran took it very well because she's like, how thoughtful of you even though she's definitely like oh my god this is like she even says she's like you know this is the first sexy vacation i've been on in three years and you invite my whole family and i just wrote this is sabotage which of course is what it's supposed to be yeah because he's a child he's a petty man child he's such a little baby it's so funny that he's he did all of this again just to avoid being like hey i think i'm kind of into you you know? Well, let's think about this. How much do you think a cruise is for one person? You know, it might, you know, considering how much money they have and the type of like luxurious European vacation they could go on, a cruise might be one of the most cost efficient things they could do. Cause like, isn't it like, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, that's a good point. It was also like not a super fancy cruise. It was specifically like this like cheaper singles cruise that like she could save up and afford to like go on with Val, who also like, what is Val? do that she has any money that's a good point it used to be like you know like all you could eat for like you know seven hundred dollars and all in room and board for seven hundred so yeah yeah that's true for someone with the type of dollars that mr sheffield has this was a steal (laughs) right he could have taken them all to like greece (laughs) Mm, yeah that's i want to go to greece so bad but i know me too all right but then this is when i wrote we cut to an incredible amount of b-roll because now they're all going on this cruise. And so like we see the this huge cruise liner and we see shots of the ship. Um, and- Which I don't know how much of this was shot by her, but Dorothy Lyman directed this episode and she got some really beautiful, maybe not of the B-roll so much, but like the, the montage stuff, like the stuff of them with the sunset where they're on the ship, him mm-hmm. and, and Fran and the kids on the beach all playing on the beach and all of that stuff was like really well shot. They look like a really cute, loving family. And like- I know it was so cute, but that's, that's still a few steps ahead though, because first we get to the ship and we, as- we firstly established that Niles has arranged uh, for Cece and Yetta to share a room because mm-hmm. he, he got to be in charge of all that, which was incredible. And then there's this, you know, great moment. Cause it's like, you know, they're all getting there and they're getting settled and everyone's in different places. But Fran is talking to Val and she's like, you know, Val, like, I'm not worried about finding a guy because the psychic told me that the man of my dreams is going to find me. And then within a second, Mr. Sheffield and the children appear and he's like, oh, Miss Fine, I found you finally. And I I think he explicitly comes to say that he's not going to bother them. Oh, sorry. He's not going to bother her. And then uh, Maggie's like, but we just, 
you know, we just looked everywhere for, or he said something like, she's like, we just spent like an hour looking for her, like searching the whole boat for her. Yes. And he's like, (laughs) yes, to tell her that we're not going to bother her. And then he's also, we find out he's put the the children on either side of her room. Like he, you know, so that there's like no hope of her ever bringing a guy back. But one thing that I thought was so endearing was when the kids see her, they're so excited. Like they're all talking over each other. They're like, Fran, Fran, you got to see our room. You got to see the view. You got to come here. And I'm like, oh, that's so heartwarming actually that these three kids, like, you know, she's like their person. It's also really funny because it's like, does he not take them places? Why are they so <laughs> impressed with this cruise? <laughs> I mean, well, I think, uh, I mean, maybe not these super rich kids, because, but normal kids because, would be so. But Fran explicitly stated that she had like, she makes a joke. I have like the 20,000 leagues under the sea room. So she's got like the worst room in the boat. They're like on the lowest level and he put the kids next to her. So they also have terrible rooms. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. But Hey, I think any, like, anything uh, was, when it's a novelty is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Um, but so and then, well, then we get CC and Yetta together in a scene, which I don't think we've ever gotten in the history of the show. Not that I can recall. Like, not this much, like, interaction anyway. I was like, oh, that's adorable. I love it. Keep putting Cece and Yetta together in scenes. Wait, no, no, no. The, the only time I can recall is when Yetta claims that she can teach Cece how to attract a man. And she's like, walk like this. <laughs> and we see Oh, right. That I just loved it. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, we see those two because they're going to be sharing their room together. Um, and then we cut to, like, you know, the next day. Sylvie, as Fran and Val are by the pool and Sylvia joins them and we get a great Morty toupee gag where she's like, dad, where's ma? Oh, sorry, sorry. She's like, ma, where's dad? And she's like, oh, he's in the pool. And we just cut to a shot of a floating toupee. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But Sylvia comes over because she's explicitly like, Fran, I met the cutest man, the cutest guy, and he's a bachelor. And, you know, I'm going to introduce you. And she, you know, this guy named Steve Goodman comes over and I don't know. By the way, I really like Fran Fine and Steve Goodman. It would have been like the good fine wedding. (laughs) Yeah, the Goodman fine wedding. But I have to say, you know, I've, I've encountered this in my life. I've seen it. Anytime that like a guy is like eager to be set up by like family, it creeps me out. It just creeps oh, me out. Interesting. He's like, oh, Fran, I've heard so much about you. You know, and he's kind of this like generically cute, normal looking guy. And yeah, um, you he know. looks a little like Mr. Sheffield, honestly. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he was just like brown hair, kind of like normal looking dude. They had a mm-hmm. sort of like and from profile. They, he looked like a little bit younger version of Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, you know, are you going to be my partner for the mambo competition Saturday night? Don't leave me hanging. So he's kind of instantly putting on some charm. And, you know, so we, we, we set that up. Also, Mr. Sheffield then shows up and he, you know, kind of is inserting himself in the situation. And I love this line because then Sylvia goes, Mr. Sheffield, the white lounge chairs are for loading and unloading potential husbands <laughs> only. <laughs> I also like in that same scene, Yetta, after I think after Mr. Sheffield leaves, Yetta turns to the dude, Steve, and she's like, hard to believe I've got a granddaughter over 30. And and Fran and her mother at the same time both go, she's senile. Well, it's even funnier because at first they go, 
Grandma Yetta, sharp as a tack. And then she says that. And then they instantly go, she's senile. <laughs> um, hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then we have one of my favorite scenes in this whole episode because it's Same. that night. Niles is playing craps. Cece comes over to taunt him. He shoes her away. Oh, actually, this is another one of my favorite lines. She's like, ooh, uh, like, I didn't take you for a gambler. And then she's like, though, what, oh, no, God, I have it written down. Maybe I'll just save it for later. But she has such a good burn where, oh, she's like, I knew you were a high roller. Those Bermuda shorts you wore by the pool were a huge gamble. <laughs> so me, I loved it. But anyway, so, um, you know, they, they exchanged, you know, mean barbs at each other. And then she walks away. Oh, and while she's there, he rolls a seven, I think. Yeah. And then she walks wins. away. Yeah. And, and then, then he loses. And then she comes back to say something mean again. And, and he, he wins. wins. <laughs> and the look on his face. When he realizes, like when it dawns on him that CC might actually be his lucky charm, it was so good. He was so, so good. good. I wrote, is this the start of their romantic arc? Does he catch feels? Because she, first of all, she looks great in this scene. Like mm -hmm. she looks really the best they've ever made her look on this show. She looked in this scene. Like she just looks very, very pretty. They don't make her look too harsh or like, too like you know like sometimes they like make her look like just like so cold mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's wearing like this like like warm red lipstick she looks like really pretty and, and she's like enjoying herself too which yes. is and it. so it's like does he catch feels for the first time here where he's like ooh, she's my good luck charm and she looks good and like we're having fun and we're on vacation I wonder if this starts that. What do you think? I know. I mean, we're going to have to see how this develops because, I mean, we're going to, we're almost halfway through the series. So we're going to. And, and next week is the last episode, season finale. Hmm. So we're moving God. into the second half of the series where we know that they get together eventually. Mm -hmm. We know Fran and, and, and Mr. Sheffield only have like another, I think another full season of not being together. And then five and six are together. Yeah, they, they only have 75 more episodes to see. <laughs> but so, okay. So, oh yeah, we have this just great scene where, you know, it's in almost dawning horror, Niles realizes that Cece is his good luck charm. And that then we cut to the next day. And this was such a heartwarming, like perfect montage because – um, it's Fran spending the day with Mr. Sheffield and the kids, you know, they're like on the beach, they're exploring like the local town and they're just such a family unit. 
like, you know, they're taking pictures. At one point, you know, they're all running down the beach and they're each holding one of Gracie's hands. It's like, it's very like mom and dad and the kids. And you can just see how happy everybody is. And I loved it. Yeah. Just like, was, you know, yeah. it was such a beautiful case for them as a couple. I thought it was just really well shot. And like the, the scenes they chose to put them in were like <clears throat> the scene where they're all walking down the beach together, holding hands. And then the mm-hmm. kids run off and then, and then, well, first the two oldest kids run off and then they're holding Gracie's hand and then Gracie runs off and then it's just Mr. Sheffield and Fran and they get like closer and he kind of like puts his arm on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. It was just all really, really cute. Like these people need to be a family. Like, mm-hmm. and they kind of are, you know? I mean, yeah. And I have that exact note where it's like, you know what? It's, it's that they are a family. That's what we're seeing. And it's just, yeah. oh, I, it was really great. And also Fran looks incredible in that bikini. Not to object Oh my goodness. She is... <laughs> She's got yeah. like abs this season. Yeah, like, dude, va 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 boom. Incredible. She looked great. Yeah, she oh, looked great. Well, also, I'll say this though. In that really heartwarming montage, for a second, I was afraid they were going to have a boner joke because <laughs> you know, he gets up. Yeah. yeah so basically, because like they, in there's I a scene, the same thing. We're yeah, fucked up. <laughs> the kids are like um, in the ocean and they're like, you know, clearly like, Fran, come on, come on, join us. And so she stands up off her beach towel and she like peels off her uh, jean shorts. And Mr. Sheffield is like lying on his beach towel with a book. And he like definitely is ogling her. And then she runs towards the water. And I was afraid he was going to put the book over his pants (laughs) to be like, but no, instead he well, puts the book down and he runs into the water. See, and I thought when he put the book down and started to stand up, I thought they were going to do it then where he like starts to stand up and goes like, oh, and then he like sits back down like sheepishly. Instead, but I'm he, glad that they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They took the high road and he just runs yeah. to chase the woman. But it's cute. And then, you know, because then that leads into the, the shots of all of them in the water where he's like throwing the kids around. Mm. Like I thought that was so, I love that scene too, where he's like throwing the kids around in the water. I was like, yeah, that must have I, been so fun for them just as a cast that day, too. To yeah, like, I hope they had a good time. I hope it was as fun as it looked. And he, then- was a real, he was a real piece of shit to them in the water <laughs> in between takes. He kept, like, elbowing them so they'd, like, run out of breath. <laughs> Holding Gracie's head underwater. <laughs> um, well, so then after this, like, amazing day, which even ends with the two of them just, like, watching the sunset together, Fran and Mr. Sheffield are having a drink at the bar, and then Steve shows up and whisks her away. And yeah. Mr. Steve Goodman, for anyone who's already forgot he existed, because I did by that point. And, you know, Mr. Sheffield is clearly really not happy about this. And he, he even goes to complain to Niles, who's like at the other end of the bar. And for once, Niles does not care because he is just obsessed with win- winning more money with Cece. I love this part because he basically begs her to come back, to, to go back to the casino with him. And she's, and he's like, what'll it cost me? And she's like, 95 pounds. And, and he goes, British? And then she goes, Yiddish. Meet a new roommate. And she kind of pushes Yetta towards him. And then which- Yetta calls him, and then Yetta goes, hi, Neil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, can I just say, I wrote huge missed opportunity for a, a hilarious button at the end of the episode is Sylvia and Niles in a bed together. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Instead, we got weird like B roll of like the kids in like a Caribbean market. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, and then I can't believe it. We're already like basically wrapping this um, episode up because it's like you know a se- 
a few nights later, it's the Mambo competition. Fran's looking everywhere for Steve. And then it's revealed that Steve was actually a stowaway. And he's getting led to what I can only assume is the crew's prison or the crew's jail, which they do have. They do have, yeah. And maybe he'll be subject to some sort of maritime laws. But so he's a stowaway. This always happens to Fran. He's a fraud and he had ulterior motives and he was just charging stuff to her room. He has met a lot of con men. (laughs) (laughs) That's because she's so desperate. And then she's like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm supposed to be dancing the mambo. I'm going to be humiliated. And as has happened also in this series several times before, Mr. Sheffield volunteers to dance. And he's like, can I be the man of your dreams, you know, just for this dance? And then they got into this absurd mambo where it's like yeah. very well choreographed and, but they're really good. And, you know, the yeah. actors clearly had to rehearse this, you know. And of course this fulfills the psychic's prophecy, mm-hmm. which but, again, you know, magic is real in this in the nanny verse. Although, though Fran doesn't see it because at the end of the dance, you know, it's this beautiful moment. And then, you know, they look into each other's eyes and she's like, my psychic said I dance with the man of my dreams on water. What a waste of money. <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Yep. Uh, Cause yep. she's, you know, clearly doesn't realize she was dancing with the man of her dreams and it was Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. But you know what? I liked it. Of course. I, I like so that ending. I thought it was really funny. He was like so cheesy, but like so cute. And yeah, I, I don't know what I, I nine out of 10 great episode. I had there. I have so many lines written down that we didn't even, we didn't cover any lines. I have so many oh, yeah. lines. And also this really made me want to go on vacation. I am glad that I am leaving to go to Hawaii. God. Hey, uh, Sean, I, I actually, I'm also going on vacation, <laughs> you know, also to Hawaii. Uh oh. <laughs> but it's just, it's just you in the room next to me trying to get me to record episodes of this show. <laughs> uh, a psychic told me that I meet the podcasting partner of my dreams on a Hawaiian vacation, <laughs> so I need to go. Don't get in the way, Sean. But that's. I think it's time to go into segments. I think it is. A psychic told me it's time for segments. <gasps> and now segments. So. Segments. Yeah, no, I think we should move on to segments. I to say we can move on to our segments. And now, segments. Segments uh, with Sean and Toria. All right, we're back from the segments theme. And now it's time to talk about favorite line. Uh, Niall says uh, to Mr. Sheffield, uh, they're talking about Fran, and he tells Mr. Sheffield about the psychic. And psychic, and Mr. Sheffield goes, Ugh, when you pay someone, they only tell you what they want to hear. And Niles goes, yes, that's true. You're right. You're always right. And handsome. And charming. And kind. And he's like, oh, stop it. Mm -hmm. And then they call that back at the end of the scene. And I I really liked that. I thought that was very funny. I also like the line when Fran first finds out he wants to do the bar mitzvah or the confirmation on the cruise. Uh, he's like, you know, you said to have throw a party, you know, for like, like a bar mitzvah. She goes on land. Jews don't do water. That's why Moses parted the Dead Sea. Yeah. He's like, we're desert people. Yeah, we're desert people. I, well, one of my favorite lines was literally like the second line in the whole episode where Fran comes in. Um, she's all dressed up and she goes, oh, Niles, that was an incredible bar mitzvah. They flew the entire family in. And she's like, and he's like, 
from where? And she goes, the ceiling. Because <laughs> it was such like a gaudy, extravagant party. <laughs> that was a great that. line. That line reminded me of like um, Tina Fey, 30 Rock kind of humor. I also really enjoyed that Sylvia was worried that the ship would run out of food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was her big fear of the crew. Never don't get a great Sylvia food joke in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I also liked Yetta thinking, Yetta going, meeting the captain and going, you look different without your uniform and big handlebar mustache. And then friend goes, that's Captain Crunch, Yetta. And she goes, I know who it is. That picture on the box must have been taken years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And in terms of just favorite, you know, parts and moments. I Well, I love Niles realizing that Cece's his, his good luck charm, but I also just love that montage, that heartwarming montage. Same, same top, top moments of the episode is that montage for mm-hmm. sure. Any others? I don't want to be happy. I want to be married. It was a great line too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be happy. I want to be <laughs> married. She says to Mr. <laughs> Sheffield. <laughs> yeah. There were so many good ones. Ah. Who wrote this episode? Did we? Did I say that? Can I think say, I forgot to, to oh, say. Oh, yeah. It was Dorothy Lyman directed it. And, uh, oh, Diane Wilk. We like a lot of her episodes. Diane Wilk mm. wrote this one. One day we got to sit down and, like, actually, once we've seen everything and can, like, kind of know what each episode entails, it'll be really interesting to see, like, who wrote the most of our favorites. Because, like. Uh, Ooh, we, we need, like, a spreadsheet. God, we need an intern. <sighs> we need it. Wouldn't, need- wouldn't it be great? Hey. Listeners, do you want to intern for the show? <laughs> yes, yes. We promise you uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing in yeah. return. Oh, no. We have nothing to give you. I mean, we'll like probably all have like a group chat on Instagram so we can like ask for your help with like dumb projects like this. <laughs> Which, <laughs> and that's a promise. <laughs> yeah, that's a promise. But short of that, like, I don't know that there's any benefit to doing it. But if you're interested, feel free to reach out to us, oh, Mr. Chef Pod, Instagram, Twitter. All right. Now there back to the show. We had other lines? Or Yiddish, no, I was going to do Yiddish. Uh, we got Schlepp and Tukis this week. Two classics. You don't do the H in Tukis? I don't think I can do it. Tukis. Is that right? There you go. Yeah, Tukis. Yeah, it's so tuchis. funny that last week, or the, the one I just edited, I struggled so much with that French accent, but the Yiddish just flows like butter. Yeah. <laughs> the Nanny Trivia, short but sweet, Um. All the people that appeared as the ship crew were actually from the show crew and thus were not credited since they're not actors. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of, which, I mean, like, I don't know. Is it kind of more cool that it's like, ooh, the crew is the crew? Or is it kind of lame that they don't get their names on, you know? On kind it? of lame they don't get a credit. I mean, that that's a little lame, but. It was, and you know what? I really tried to do a deep dive to get some trivia about, like, behind the scenes stuff um, because it was like such an unorthodox episode, but I, I didn't, I didn't find that much. Although I think I talked about how I was the hands in the opening credits to the Wesley Snipe show, the player. And I didn't, I didn't get credit for that. They were just like, Hey, come here. You want to hold these cards and throw this dice? And I was like, yeah, what's this for? They're like, it's the opening credits. Shut up there. And then that was it. And then like every week on that show, you'd see like slow motion hand throwing <laughs> dice. And I'm like, my hand, I guess. <laughs> It was weird how so many reviews referenced those deformed hands that just turned everybody off for the rest of the episode. That's why the show was. That's why the show was canceled after like yeah. six episodes. Hideous hands. My hideous. They were like, oh, the show's great, but the opening credits are so uh-huh. repulsive that unwatchable, unwatchable garbage. The Fran or the CC 
me, I don't take you for a, a person into psychics. I'm not into psychics. So I'm not the Fran. I also come from a long line of degenerate gamblers. And um, if you're a degenerate gambler, that just means you lose a lot. So I'm not the CZ either. Oh, so you're, and you're not the Niles because he was winning. But he was only winning because of CC. So maybe I'm Niles without CC. It's interesting that you said you're Niles because I actually said I really related to Mr. Sheffield. So maybe we're the Niles mm-hmm. and the Mr. Sheffield this week. I think maybe for season four of this show, we might want to change up this segment to be who are we in the episode mm. instead of the friend of the CC. It should be which nanny character were we this week? That's I like that. Right? I like that. We'll save it. We won't do it next week because that would be insane to do it on only on the last episode of season three. It would confuse people. Mm-hmm. But we'll just start fresh with season four. And we're just going to be the the Sylvia every single week. <laughs> <laughs> we're both the old Jewish uh, lady. <laughs> well, that's her Danishness. But yeah, so I, you know, I, right, I don't like, fair. I don't like psychic stuff. I think it's. Oh, I don't believe in any of that stuff. Silly. I don't think it's. I don't think it's real. I mean, it's a I don't know, but. I, I think, yeah, think? I think what it is is it's just all you know. You you hear what you want to hear, and it's anyone could find themselves well, in anything. It's like looking for signs and numbers, right? Where it's like, I saw, you know, I saw a six and a six today and 66 is my lucky number. And it's like, okay, but I feel like I see the number six a lot throughout the day. If I was looking for the number six, I probably would see it a lot more than I do. So is it a sign or am I just looking (laughs) for something and seeing it, you know? But I'll say this. I wish magic existed. I love the idea of magic and fantasy and, you know, Santa and I love, you know, Harry Potter. And I, I, I love all that stuff, but then I can't actually bring myself to believe in it when I like think of, stop to think for a second. I mean, I mean, that list is, that list is funny because Santa is real. So other than that though, I'm totally in agreement on all of that. But listen, folks, that was an episode. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on social media, oh, Mr. Chef Pod, Instagram, Twitter, and leave us a five-star review to talk about how great the show is on iTunes, or which is now called Apple Podcasts, or Spotify Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, or any place really that has podcasts after it, and leave a good review, pass it around to people, tell them you love the show so, so much. We love you guys so, so much. And uh-huh. come back next week. It's the season finale uh-huh. of season three of both our show and The Nanny. And it's going to be a good one. I believe, just based off the title, this episode might take place in France. It does. It does. But do they really go there? Do you think that the crew took a boat to France, shot an episode on the boat, and then, and then ended up in France? And we're like, well, let's just shoot this here. I was wondering the logistics of it because right? the next one definitely isn't it. I think there is legitimately like Paris on location time. in Paris. And I think Chester is there as well. <laughs> Not a joke. And Yetta and Sylvia. <laughs> um, well, on that note, we will see you next week for the finale. Enjoy right. your week. Treat Sweet yourself. Sweet dreams. <laughs> yeah. Just, just drug yourself, knock yourself out till next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I assume <laughs> I assume the audience goes to sleep at the end of our show and doesn't wake up again until the beginning of the next one. So sweet dreams, everybody. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. The Flushing Girl from Flushing. The nanny named Fran. Oh, Mr. Sheffield. Uh, Miss Fine.